Putin Bratwurst. Hi and welcome to Putin Bratwurst. We're having the last Sunday in May and hopefully I'm talking to my friend Philip over in Quebec. Philip, can you hear me? I can. Can you? I can hear you. Awesome. So if you guys have been listening to last week's episode, you know that we owe you an album analysis. So um, last week we, we did some, uh, we did a German album and uh, um, an album from Quebec. Mm -hmm. um, I did um, Jean by yeah. uh, 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 Jean-Pierre Jean Fernand. Mm -hmm. And um, Philipp did uh, Die Wahrheit über Lügen bei Fahrradurlaub Racing Team. Mm -hmm. So, um, what album did, uh, did you um, ask me to listen to this week? So, the album I wanted to share with you is The Velvet Underground by The Velvet Underground. And for our listeners, it is not Velvet Underground and Nico. It is not the banana one. It is not the one that was produced by Andy Warhol. It is, so it's not their first, it's their third. And the reason why I wanted to share with you, it's because it is the most influential album on me for its sound. Uh, it's how, like it's music. That's, really, that's basically the music I do, the music I create. This is the most influential album on my creativity, on what I do as a musician. And what it sounds like, It's aesthetics is is uh, and it's not at all based on its lyrics. I don't even know what any of these songs are about, to be honest. Um, it's but purely on its aesthetic, its vibe, and everything. That's what I'm trying to emulate in my music. It inspires me all the time, and it's also one of my favorite albums of all time. So yeah. When have what you, about you? When you have you heard of that album the first time? I can't remember. So I know my history with the band. Um, I I heard about the. Uh, the first album when I was looking at books about collecting vinyls when I was in high school, like second year of school or something, I was like, oh, like I was 14 probably or 15. And I was like, oh, this album is all over the place. It's classic, experimental stuff, very avant-garde, you know. So I bought it, loved it. And I wanted to learn uh, hear the other albums. And they're all celebrated. They only produced five, except the last one is not celebrated. But the four others are very celebrated. And I ended up buying the third one next. And I'll never, my life was never the same after. Um, uh, I mean, Lou Reed is one of my most, if not my favorite musician of all time, the singer of Velvet Underground. And uh, yeah, uh, inspired me ever since. Okay. So what did, you, what did you make me listen to again? I made you listen to um, Flower Boy by um, Tyler, the creator, also known as Scumfuck Flower Boy. Um, Uh, this is uh, Tyler, the creator's, uh, how many, I think it is his, um, um, his third studio album. I'm, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Anyways, That's okay. it came out in, in 2017 and mm -hmm. no, actually it's, it's um, supposed to be his second studio album, even though I disagree, like he has some, he has some mixtapes, doesn't matter. Um, so he uh this is an album i listened to right when it came out because I, i i think tyler the creator is one of these very interesting rappers first of all he's super creative in different areas mm -hmm. he designs uh clothes he um he also has like his uh has like a, a comedy show called loiter squad and he has some other musicians around him and somehow he like he has this very distinctive extreme dark voice um But he also isn't a rapper in the classical sense that he only raps about uh, money and, and all that kind of stuff and, and bitches and, you know, these, these typical topics. He raps about different stuff. It's, it can be really weird and it can be funny. It can be dark. But it could also be, can also be very um, personal. And you always recognize his sound. And so this, was, this is actually my favorite album of his. And when I heard it and I heard the lyrics that actually went very personal and uh, and don't only talk about money and these kinds of things, it really touched me and it does touch me until this very day. But we're going to get deeper into why I love it and what you think about it, as mm -hmm. well as uh, what I think about uh, the underground um, in the next take. So mm -hmm. hear you guys in a moment. Esteemed guests, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for inviting me to Berlin at the 7th Annual 
conference on the renowned Columbia University. We have a saying in Germany, 50% of business is psychology. On the one hand, the crisis revealed that there is a need for more governmental regulation. On the other hand, we have to find a way of drastically limiting the governmental interference into economic activities since the world since it would otherwise cause a permanent impairment of the growth drivers of free market economy. In Germany, we try a fund solution on the initiative of the Deutsche Bank in cooperation with other banking groups brand the risk of credit crunch. The Pacific test we have to pass is Germany. still in the future. Every Germany. single member state has created unique Germany his own interest. Germany, the passion Germany has survived. Germany, which is the most important Germany, in my mind, globalization Germany, and market economy are invisible. Germany, I consider this to Germany, be justifiable. That Germany, way we are accepted Germany, and appreciate Germany, the desirable and well-coordinated actions. Germany, political crisis management Germany, has worked better. Germany, Hi, and welcome back to the second take of uh, Poutine Bratwurst. We're again talking about music. This is again an album analysis episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're about to dive into the Velvet Underground with their self-titled album. So... Um, I am not a big fan of the Velvet Underground. Uh, actually, I, I haven't really heard many of their songs. I know, of course, that famous cover with um, Andy Warhol's Banana, and I do mm -hmm. know some of their songs. Um, this um, album is, the uh, I think it is the first album without John Cale. Yep. Um, it only has Lou Reed as a creative head, which, um, which is the reason um, why this is a lesser of an experimental album that other albums have been um we dive Definitely into more accessible yes um oh, yeah, much more we dive into um into the the song so the first song uh, on the album is candy says yeah um so first of all i think it's a very funny topic uh to to intro uh at that album um it comes with a very dreamy guitar And mm -hmm. uh, and it seems like candy here is used as anything uh, that that is related to being lazy. Um, what I what I noticed about uh, when in this first song is um, it's very consistent. So the structure of that song remains the same. You have a riff and it continues, and um, so that's that's uh, I, I, that is one thing that I actually noticed with almost all the songs. Um, Yes, but I think it's a it's a it's an interesting topic. I, I don't know that many songs about candy. Yeah, I, I, to me, uh, candy is a person, right? Oh, I, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I, I think really candy is, is candy. someone uh, someone that is very uh, uh, that hates itself so much. That's all I know about this song, really. Uh, I mean, I love the chorus. Uh, like you watch the birds fly, and he, that person wished she could fly away from himself yeah. or herself. I think Candy is a she. Um, uh, I mean, she says like I hate uh, making big decisions because uh, I keep like having to think them through. I hate my body. Uh, I hate what it requires to function. It's just somebody that hates itself a lot, which I think is interesting because it's such a mellow and sweet mm. song. Yeah, it's a song about hating yourself wow. a lot. Yeah, you want to fly away from me. Want to fly away from me? I think it's a strong sentence. Okay, um, the next song is called What Goes On. And um, so this is this is like classic rock and roll sound to me. This is really, um, it, it takes you it takes you back into the time, uh, in, into, into, into older times. Um, yet I think it breaks, uh, it breaks this rock and roll um, scheme with, um, with very interesting distortions that uh, mm -hmm. I, ha I don't really remember having heard And many other songs. Um, again, you here you have like a simple riff, 
that is continued and that um, they add different sounds to and different uh, variations, but it remains on that same basis. Mm -hmm. I, it's just a song that I, 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 uh, I love the vibe of this song. I love the, the guitar work on, on this. It's, uh, I think it's Lou Reed. It's one of his finest uh, rock and roll folk-ish uh, music. Again, I don't have much to say on the lyrics. I don't know what the song is about. <laughs> it's just a song that I, I just love the vibe this song has so much. And as you say, I think that's something that is very Lou Reed-esque. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something that is very like basic, but there's something, there's a little something different mm -hmm. that makes it its own twist. And that's, that's what I always try for because I'm not a musical genius and going to write progressive rock or classical music. Or, I don't know music, so what I do is pretty basic. But if you can find this little spark, this little something to make it special, and I think Lorita has always done that. This song, I think it represents it well. The next song is Some Kind of Love. Mm -hmm. um, so this song, um, it, all, uh, it continues with that uh, structure of riffs. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's, um, it's also a song that's very lyric-driven. Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, it has an extremely slow buildup. And what I noticed on, on when I listened to it again um, is that the background is actually what draws the most attention. Um, this is due to the repetition of the riff that you... Yep. kind of get sucked into and you know it's like this this constant sound that you hear that uh, when you hear like a i don't know like you hear hear like your your refrigerator bus or something and you <laughs> and that sound just you don't notice it after a time and it's similar with the riff however that leads to the background with the, with the drums and the bass to to be more upfront even though it's so subtle so i noticed that and i, and I like that as well Mm. Um, it has some small uh, small variations at the end. However, it feels to me, especially with this song, that you have um, the way that, that that he writes songs is he has an idea and he um, stretches one idea over a yeah. whole song. So mm -hmm. there's not it, it's not a he's not building songs from different things. He's having this one thing, this one riff that goes da 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 da. Mm -hmm. and he stretches it over a song mm -hmm. you know what i like about this song it's uh, the way he sings personally um, that's something that i like about is it's half talking half singing mm -hmm. and i like how he's playing with uh um, oh, yeah. certain the ways you end certain some certain lines or he gets his voice high and i feel it's like he's playing a character a bit um it's one of these signature songs of like talking where talking and singing is um a fine line between the two um uh i personally love the song and I, I think his repetitiveness is something that he does well because i think his songs can get hypnotic uh you get into a groove and uh i can see why some people would think this song is a bit long uh, i personally love it i think the, the, the guitar riff is cool and again again just the vibe it sets very unique to me uh, yeah okay. um the next song is called pale blue eyes mm -hmm. um this one it sounds so churchy to me. Like it really sounds like a song that you would, uh, that you could sing in church. Um, I have to say it reminds me of some other song that, and I cannot figure out what it is. And unfortunately mm. it, that distracts me from the song because I always think what other song sounds like that. Um, so I don't know if that was, if, if, if that was, tr they were trying to make a reference on, on another song. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I all I, I I have to say about that song. It's the most famous song on the album. No uh, way, is it really? Yeah, yeah, it is. Then it maybe is. maybe it's maybe I have heard that song and that's why I it's, think of it. It's been it's been highly covered. It's uh, one of the most popular Beverly Underground song actually. Oh, uh, maybe maybe that's yeah. the reason. I really I, I I thought the whole time I know this song, but I don't know it in that way. Right, uh, that's probably why. Maybe you heard somebody else cover it. Uh, it was it's it's definitely the most popular song of the album. Oh. Not my favorite personally, but I think it's a cool song. It's um it's a sweet song. Mm -hmm. It was that is very unlikely. Uh, read, it's not his style to do that at all. Um, but yet, um, I I really and that's why I wanted you to listen to this. I have a hard time explaining why I love this album so much. Um. It's just really something that connected with me for reasons that I have a hard time uh, describing myself. So I wanted to hear if you liked it and why. So maybe you could make me understand why I love it so much. 
Um, but Pale Blue, Pale Blue Eyes, yeah, not the most for, uh, a bit more forgettable, I feel like, even though it's very famous. I would see why you would think it's more of a whatever song, it's a love song. Um, I still like it. I think I, I like its softness a lot. And I think the way it was recorded, there, it's like it's a bit gritty. Like the quality is not the best. I think it adds something to this uh, this song a lot, actually. Yeah. The next song is called Jesus. And yes. um, that one is my least favorite song of the album. Uh, <laughs> it's like it has like this gospel vibes. At the beginning, I thought of the Beatles, actually, from the sound. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I wrote on I don't buy it. It's like, uh, you know, have you seen Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix? The movie no. about Johnny Cash. No. And there's the scene where Johnny Cash goes into the recording booth the first time. And uh, he's starting to sing a gospel song about how much he lost Jesus. And yeah. uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't sound bad or anything, but um, the recording guy is like, yeah, we don't need any more gospel songs. And mm-hmm. I don't know, we, I don't want to hear that Jesus stuff anymore. And uh, Johnny Cash goes... Uh, well, what, what are you saying? Are you saying like, I don't love Jesus? Like, what, what's the matter? And he says, no, I just don't buy it. It's like, I have heard this a million times. There's nothing honest about it. And I feel the same way about this song. Like, I mm-hmm. actually, I was like, ugh, stop it. I really didn't <laughs> like this song. So I wonder, I, I, was, I wanted to ask you because I, I'm not into the band. So I, maybe I'm missing something here. Are they like really religious or why, why that song? Not as far as I know. Um... Uh, I don't think so, even because they were into like, uh, you know, they were hanging out with the, the transgender and the, the gays in the 60s, right? Don't get me wrong. It's like the church is way more open to them now, but in the 60s, it was kind of extreme hanging out with the heroin user mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the transgender and stuff like that. I mean, Lou Reed dated transgender for a long time, very you know, sort of spicy in the 60s and the 70s, you know? Yeah. Still is today. Can you imagine that back then? Uh, so I don't think he was the most religious, but I, I just, I just, it's a bit, uh, that's my favorite either at all. Probably my least favorite, my favorite too, but there's something about the chorus. So when they sing together, I think they have a nice harmony together. Uh, but what I like the most about this song is how it connects to the new, the next one. I feel like when the next one starts, it starts with a bang because of how Jesus was mellow and dramatic and the next one is just very upbeat and and positive do you have something to say about the next one yes the next one is uh, beginning to see the light and uh you're right uh it hits you like like the the jesus one is like very mellow and then it comes and the first thing i came that came to my mind was rolling stones this sounds like such a riff from uh from the band Mm. the rolling stones okay um i think however his singing sounds like david bowie on this one Okay. Like I'm so David much that I, I actually Googled and looked if, if David Bowie was like featuring on the song because I... <laughs> David Bowie was highly influenced by Lou Reed. Um, it's oh, one of really? his heroes. Yeah. Um, and Lou Reed produced the second solo album of Lou Reed. Uh, and he said he was a dream of his because he was his hero of his and everything. So maybe, oh. maybe, maybe Bowie was influenced by this performance. It's a possibility. Sorry, I lost my pen. Um, <laughs> no worries. Well, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, mm. other than that, uh, he's repeating um, the same riff again. I, I wrote on repetition, repetition, repetition. Here we <laughs> go again. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the first, like the first moment, as you said, hit me and I liked mm. it. And then I was like, oh, well, now we're into this for four minutes. And yeah. That's so that that was something that that bummed me a little out because mm-hmm. he, the very I, I was looking for variations that weren't there. Yeah. You any more for from you to that song? Uh, I I think Jesus beginning to see light and and the next one are like tied in some way. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel these songs all fit well together, and I just love how he does the. Oh, <laughs> I love that stuff a lot. Uh, it's, it, it's it, the thing is I love his singing style so much. It's, oh, it's, he's great! It's, yeah, it's one of my favorite singer, if not my favorite singer. And I feel like it, this album is really the birth of his style that will lead to a solo career that I also adore. I have many of his albums. Uh, I mean, I have I have a, a frame of him in my room. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, alongside Bowie too. After <laughs> he's also there. 
Um, yeah, so no, Beyond Sea Light is, um, I love this song, it's very positive, very upbeat. Um, and I don't know if it's me daydreaming about like understanding different things, but I feel like like Jesus sounds so dramatic and, and sad. And like then he feels like he's beginning to see a light and he's finally set free. Set free from what? Maybe religion. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's set free. I'm set free is the next song. Great, uh, great transition on your part. Um, <laughs> I love the drums. I think they're beautiful and um, mm-hmm. the way they sound and the way, um, way they played. So I feel this song again shows what I, what I noticed before that mo- the most interesting things, in my opinion, happen in the background, actually. Okay. Where, um, I think the action is, is, is played in the background um, because, again, the, the, begin- the, the rest is, is very, very similar. Also, on this song, holy crap, does he sound like David Bowie again? Like, really, <laughs> well, you know you, why now? You know why now? It's crazy, yeah. Like the similarity is amazing. Yeah, I mean, clearly was influenced by him. Uh, he said it before. It's a known fact. Um, it's a style, the uh, voice, yeah. Music, maybe less. But um, I think you see, um, I'm set free. I, I just love, again, um, how it goes, like, it goes up. And then the music stops, and in his voice, he go back up with the music. Uh, I think it's a well-crafted song. Uh, it takes you to places. I like this a lot. Um, and it's interesting you, you talked about the drum because it's something people never talk about in Developed Underground. They always had the same drummer, which was a female, so Mo Tucker. And um, she had a very peculiar way to play drum. Uh, I'm not sure she even was a drummer because <laughs> oh. she, she plays in a very... Um, minimal in tribal way sometimes but i think mm-hmm. it, it it contributed a lot to their sound and it's something that is understated so i i appreciate it you uh, mentioning it yeah um the next song is called that's the story of my life yep i think it's the shortest yeah it's the shortest it song of of the album with only a little less than two minutes um uh i like the solo in there mm-hmm and that's it. That's all I liked about the song. Yeah, I, to I, me, this is the least memorable song yeah, uh, yeah. of the album. I, it sounds like a filler a bit. It's it, it really does. my I, least favorite. Yeah, I wrote down two minutes yet too long. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, I don't. I don't know why, but maybe they put this song in there to um, to make you a little underwhelmed for the next one, which is the murder <laughs> mystery. It's a nine. I was, I'm looking forward. Song. Nine I'm really looking forward minutes. to hear about you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start. Uh, so <laughs> I have a beautiful intro. And I wrote down, finally, some changes. Um, yeah. I think it's, crazy it's song. super interesting. The, yeah. the, what, so what they do is a, they have a two-way singing. So parallel singing with, with different messaging. So you really need to look the lyrics up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's this murder story with like comments and all that stuff. Um, I have to say, so unfortunately, it does fall into repetition again yeah. and as well, mm-hmm. um, which is very unfortunate for a story that goes on for nine minutes. Um, um, I th- I feel like the um, uh, the music and the lyrics don't depend necessarily on each other, and that's that's something I'm I'm. If you have such a strong idea with with um, how to present a story and a, and and the lyrics, why the heck don't you switch up a little bit more the mm-hmm. the, the 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 rest of it? So um, that that one I I I I was a little disappointed in. Um, you um, you have uh, you have a change after six minutes and thirty, which I like. I love the crazy piano at that part. Yeah, <laughs> so um, good. And I and I, and you see that these people know their inter- instruments. You see it in many parts, and I just—it it is these ideas that make me feel underwhelmed even more for the things mm. I am missing here. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I have never heard anything like that, and I like it a lot. That's I think is the whole point of the song, and it's it's kind of a follow up to a song from their previous album called "The Gift." If you want to look into that, mm-hmm. it's very similar in its style of like telling a story. Uh, I mean, it's not that similar, but it's the same. I think it's the same idea that it has behind yeah. it. Um, but uh, I have a funny story with this. Uh, so I was I was dating this girl 
way back, like before I met you, uh, uh, I was in a beginning of my university and she was, she had a very close friend and she invited me to a party at her friend's place. The thing is I was 19 and she was 17. So I was at a 17 and 16 year old party. I was 19. So it's kind of a lame party. So I was like, um, can I put some music on? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So like I had my iPod and I, I put it on shuffle. <laughs> and then this this song <laughs> got in. And there was a bunch of 16 and 17 and wanted to groove. And there was this uh, this discussion, go these two voices talking. And then this piano part. And somebody just came to me and somebody just like, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> 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 and they asked me to, they got back the control to the, of the of the iPod after that. But anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's one of these songs that I feel like, like you have never heard something uh, yeah, before and, and since. And I respect the song for, for that reason. I think it's still a pleasant experience. I don't see it as like disturbing. Me too. Me too. Uh, but it is disturbing in a way. Cause it's, uh, I feel it's like, I feel like this is madness. The song is madness. Yeah. Like I feel I'm in somebody's head. It's not going well. This person is not doing well right now. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm, I'm in a schizophrenic person's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's the goal of it, but I feel like I'm going crazy as I listen to this song. And it's, it's very oppressing because of all these things going on at the same time. These two voices and this dramatic riff and the, the nonstop. It just drills on the drum. Just, to, just like uh, fills. Just fill and fill and fill and fill nonstop. It gets, it's, it's, like tr- it's draining to listen to. But as an art piece which I think music songs are. I think it's awesome. So what do you think of the last song? After Hours, um, I think it was a very interesting uh, song with a nice, funny lyrics. Um, I, I, it was a very highly appreciated change in the way it yes. was presented. So it's a nice, and nice way to end the album. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, uh, it has an, had a nice structure. Um, so yeah, a pleasant, nice, uh, nice song and a nice way to end an album, I think. I love the song and uh, it's such a cute song and it's so unlike the band to produce something like this. It's another song that is was very covered. It's a highly covered song. There's a homage on YouTube of people like doing a- a animation on it. Oh. Um, it's just so sweet. Uh, it's such an innocent song and I think it's a, it's a it's a fantastic closure to an album that I find in general to be not heavy in the sense of it's heavy in the sense that it's gritty a bit there's something off about this album that i like there's something like uh yeah um you have to put back to put yourself back also it's like in the 60s new york in the 60s he was hanging out with the weirdos of the city he was a weirdo himself the band was a bunch of weirdos and i think this is a song a sound a sound that i enjoy a lot uh, also in its context but i would understand why i don't know why i love it so much but i really do and I'm trying to emulate this uh, for my own music. And uh, But what's your final verdict? I feel like you didn't like it too much. And that's okay. Um, yeah, I didn't like it too much. I have to say, <laughs> um, you um, after uh, June, uh, Jean, that you um, that we li- I listened to last week mm-hmm. um, and that I really, really, really liked, I was quite disappointed, to be honest. I think <laughs> um, mostly it's wow. a very boring album. I think it's one that you can easily listen on the side and don't miss a thing. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I, I feel like it's, I, I totally miss creativity. I, it's like every song, if you listen to 15 seconds of the song, you know what the so- song will sound like. Mm. And that's just something I... I feel like why should I listen to to it anymore? I can play a riff on like I can I can play a riff on on my computer and uh, and I, and just repeat it, and then I have mm-hmm. a guy sing something over it. So I really I also and also lyric wise, except for for um, um, the murder mystery, and and the last song I I was missing something. I obviously mm-hmm. if you may, if you kiss jesus ass too much you're not gonna have a good and easy time with um, um being liked by me um but yeah I, I felt unchallenged and and therefore i was i was very um uh surprised actually that uh mm. that you would um because i because it's it's also not um it's yeah as i said it's not challenging and i felt like the most like almost all the music that you sent me before Mm -hmm. um 
had like this thing where I was like, yeah, that's that's Philippe. And I didn't have that mm -hmm. with that album. So I was also curious to hear the story behind why you love this album so much. Uh, I don't know why I like it so much. It's uh, maybe I got it at the right time. I was I was just moving for the first time out of my parents' place. I was 17. Um, it was like my independence. I don't know. And I was listening to this album every day, uh, going to school on the bus, like on my own, 17, living in my little apartment. Um, I don't know. There's something very that I always felt was very free in this album. Very, uh, I don't give a fuck about this. And um, yeah, I like most, if not all, songs. I, I, I all, the only song I don't like is "That's the Story of My Life." Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that I don't like it. I just think it's like whatever. Um, but are you surprised why it's so well received? Because uh, it's a highly well received album, and so many people covered it. You know? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I don't know. Do you think it's? Do you think it's a matter of when it came out? And I think it has a. It has something to do with why it's. It's. It's it's highly regarded personally and when and where in the context and uh i know it's just it, 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 the vibe it sets is a vibe i like maybe it's not one you you like maybe, and that's maybe fine. yeah maybe that's it i don't i don't know maybe that is that is the reason why I, i'm i was really i'm that was the question that that i was thinking about the most like why am i not liking this too much because i also rap that is highly critically acclaimed and, and yeah. praised even in some mm -hmm. some some ways I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I what I the thing I read that um, that Lou Reed, um, as as the only creative head, meant that they would would be lesser open to experiments because he's not that experimental guy. I thought maybe that's. Uh, I, I thought I could I could sense that even though I, despite me not being a big fan of the of the group, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I should. Maybe I. Um, if I if I listen to to their other albums and and dig a little deeper into into the band, maybe I I see I see what you're seeing in this album. Because mm, it's only the second one I listen to. The most experimental is the second one, uh, White Height, uh, White Heat, White Light, or White Light, White Heat. I don't remember in what order. Uh, is the one I listen to the least, but it's it's highly experimental. Uh, so there's like a 17 minute song that is like absolute bonkers. Um, it's great though, fantastic album, love it. Uh, to me, the four Velvet Undergrounds are, are 10 out of 10, and maybe I'm buying the hype. I don't know, uh, but I have a book at my place that recollects every single day of their uh, existence. It's one of my favorite bands, of course. Um, yeah, it's like every day what they were doing. It's like it's like a massive wow. book. And uh, yeah, I, I I was trying to find a, an answer to why I love it so much, but uh, I didn't find it with you today, All which right, is you okay. Don't, you don't have to find it. <laughs> um, nevertheless, I picked a song that I like the most of this album. It probably doesn't come as a surprise. It's um, The Murder Mystery. Awesome. For This is really a song that you cannot listen to on the side because it will go insane. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You have to look into it. And I think that's just a great way to to make music and to challenge your audience for sure and i'll go with what goes on all right then hear you guys on the next take when we speak about some very different style of music it's extremely different all right hear you then it is the brightest star in the night sky it is responsible for rising and falling water levels at american shores each year it creates millions of vicious werewolves each month it is the home of one of America's biggest threats, the man on the moon, and it needs to be stopped. That's why President Donald J. Trump demands the complete destruction of the moon once and for all. Boom! Join President Trump's quest for a moon-free sky. It's going to be beautiful. A drastic reduction in werewolf-related casualties. America's 68th most crucial cause of death. They're vicious as hell. The end of America's most wanted man. The man on the moon. A vicious, horrible person. Valuable resources such as moon water and hidden Nazi gold. I'm going to make our country rich again. And finally, the full replacement of the moon by President Donald J. Trump's very own Trump star. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. 
welcome back to Poutine Bradverst, our for third take uh, of your favorite podcast. <laughs> Simon, are you still there? I'm, I'm still there. Hi. Awesome. It's good to talk to you. Um, to so, to you. so for the last part, uh, I'll be reviewing or doing analysis of the album Flower Boy from um, Tyler, the creator. So before I start, I want to say that um, I am not a big listener of hip-hop, rap. I don't know what they call uh, this kind of music anymore. I feel there's a billion names for it. Um, my, my exposure is extremely low because um, I really have a hard time connecting usually and it's important to say usually for this music because I think it lacks musicality but there's it's very lyric based and there's very little uh, music in the background or it's very uh, repetitive which is funny after the discussion we had um, about Velvet Underground but basically it's just a genre I don't know much about and I usually don't appreciate although uh, I value Simon's um, opinion so when he recommends me an album I listen to it and I did um, with uh, To Pip a Butterfly years ago uh, and enjoyed it. Uh, it was a good album. I wouldn't say like, like Kendrick I, Lamar, right? I wouldn't say like I was in love with it, but there was there was there was a handful of songs that I legit enjoyed that I came back often to. Uh, my favorite being Institutionalized. In, in case you're curious, love that song. Uh, you also recommended me, and that's where it's getting interesting. Igor by Tyler the Creator, early last year, if I remember correctly. This I don't remember when. One. Yeah, so I don't remember when you recommended that to me. I think it was like January or February. I, I feel like it was early in the year. And I've listened to, to that album a lot. There's a couple of songs that I enjoyed uh, very much. And he sampled two songs from two artists I love and that they're not very famous. I was shocked that he did. Um, so that was cool. So I was very curious uh, to jump into this one because um, I liked Igor and um, I was looking forward to see what this one had to offer. Um, so let's dive in. So I have sometimes a lot, sometimes very little things to say about songs. Um, so I want to start by saying that there's themes or words that kept coming back. I, wa I wanted to highlight them. Uh, I'm not sure what they mean. Uh, some I do, some I don't. Um, first, there's, of course, the garden, the idea of the garden, uh, which I, f I feel might be like his uh, private feelings or like his insights or like his, his personal life um then there's the the the, the phone uh which is uh, related probably to is often calls there's a lot of talk about like false friends or, or or loneliness or having a hard time connecting with people and the phone i think is used as a medium for that there's also the, the talk about cars and there's a funny line when he says I'm, I'm sure you're sick of me talking about cars and, and i was like yeah i do and, but, and then he explains why. And um, I don't remember. It's written in my notes for that song particularly. Um, how, uh, oh, yeah, that's like filling a void for him or something like that. Um, so, uh, so there's that. And finally, and that's the one I don't get, it's the golf. He always talks about golf. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, my dad loves golf, uh, but I don't think my dad would like Tyler, the creator. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about golf. Um, is it the car? Is it the sport? I don't know. Maybe we'll have the oh, opportunity to I, talk about it. Do you want me to shed some light on on the on them? Yeah, sure. I can explain. Um, so, the garden, especially the garden shed that he uses, um, is, is is seen can be seen as a metaphor for being in the closet. That means mm. being homosexual yeah, and coming yeah, this out. Song talk, yeah, this song talks so about uh, something that, private that, is, that he cannot share. Yes, yeah, the yeah. garden is his his area where he's uh, his private and golf. Right. Well, Golf Wang is his um, his clothing brand. So oh. he when he says like I got some new boots on the back, it says Golf, They're because these boots are from his own clothing line. Well, see, so, yeah. so when I reviewed these two albums, I tried to like not go outside the album. It should be very like this. I listen to this. This is how I feel. I think it's more interesting for you too and for our listeners probably. All right, let's start. The first song is called Forward, uh, one of my favorite songs, personally. Uh, not for its lyrics, because uh, it's one of those that I... I'd say the two first songs, I'm, I'm really confused. I, there's so much words and so much things going on. I'm not sure I'm getting it. I feel like it's like my lack of exposure to the genre mm -hmm. and to the expressions and the way uh, words are used. I feel I'm missing out on this one, but I loved the instrument like the instrumentation it's really like industrial sounding 
Uh, it's very mean, yet the chorus is very sweet. So there's a cool balance there that sadly comes up uh, maybe a bit too much in the album. It becomes like a routine thing. But when you start, when it's your first lesson, it's very, it's very cool to get these two elements together. Because as you, had, as you said, he has a very heavy uh, sounding, he's rapping very aggressively, it's very mean, uh, very passionate. And you have this, I forgot the name of the other musician, uh, Orange something, that is, very, he has like a mellow Rex, voice. Like uh, a, uh, more like a, like more like Rex a, a, Orange a, County. Right, so, so he has more of like an R&B sounding voice, so it's, it's cool to get um, that. So it's a song I liked, uh, although the meaning of it, I, I cannot talk about it. I, I, I was reading these words, I was feeling I was, I was reading, I was uh, reading the lyrics in German from the, the previous album it was as lost so do you have anything to say about this uh oh yeah i do um so how many how many is, this how many that how many this how many that i, I get what he um, says but i don't see the the he, connecting the connection um, between these things well i i absolutely do see the connection I'm, i'm surprised you don't or i'm surprised that uh that um you you don't uh yeah i i um so i i really really love the song and i really love the lyrics here um, and I also love the theme. So he, it's about loneliness. It's about suicide. I mean, it's about um, the fear of of not being seen by uh, by you, your fans. So, and he ob- obviously has many plays of words. So, for instance, he says, "How many cars can I buy till I uh, can I buy till I run out of drive? How much drive can I have until I run out of road?" And so on. Or my favorite. Um, how much cooler can I get until I run out of fans? How many fans can I have till they turn on the AC? If the AC blow up, then I'm TNT. I'm gone. So, um, yeah, I get, I get these, but like maybe that's not what I'm looking for in two lyrics. I don't know. It's just like I was like, okay, it's clever, I, I, I like guess. It's it's clever, clever plays on words. But honestly, my, the, my favorite of the song is is not uh, rapped. It's it's the song part in the end where he's really. The way where um, where they're singing about what what the song is about, which is and if I drown and don't come back, who's gonna know? Maybe then I know. And if I crash and don't come back, who's gonna know? Maybe then I know, and so on. Um, so um, where he actually he is afraid that people are not gonna give a shit anymore if he's uh, if something happens to him and he's really insecure about himself. So um, I, I love the song for its honesty. All right, I like the song because of how it sounds. Uh, that's it. <laughs> okay, the next song is called "Where This Flower Blooms." It's another. It's these two are the ones I have the least things to say about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 so I, I listened to Igor first. Uh, so, but I recognize the use of keyboards and the synth that was uh, you can find also in Igor. That's something I liked. So I liked it on this one too. Um, there was talk about O.J. Simpson and. And people that seems to like doubt his success because of his skin color. Am I right? So there's something about race issues here. I'm, I I want to be careful because I don't know about these things and I don't want to sound like a like a, like a white fool or something. Um, but I feel like he was trying to say that he's still blooming through the challenges that were against him with his ethnicity. I don't know if I was there. Maybe I'm not. Uh, not a song that Mark that I liked too much it was like okay uh yeah not memorable for me uh yeah i'm not too sure about the race thing uh in this one but basically you're right yeah this is uh, about him blooming blooming out of uh out of his home and blooming um it was like i'm going yeah. to california to try my chance whatever but he faced many challenges still came on top so that's yeah. what i got yeah I, I don't have much more to say either i like frank frank ocean's part a lot on this but other than that yeah fine so the other one is called Sometimes. It's kind of an intermission song. Uh, I liked the fake phone thingy. It's like a minute long. It's very short. Yeah. I like I like these kind of songs and albums in general, in any genre. Uh, it can be hip-hop or jazz, anything. I always think these things are cool because they allow you to chill between songs uh, and uh, reset your brain for what's coming next, um, um, which I, I, I liked. Uh, it was It was a cool song. Um, and it's something that goes through the whole album. I like how the songs end, and it's, it's a good flow. It's very, it's, it goes through very easily. That's something. That's like it's good. It's good production, basically. Uh, it's it's well um, uh, produced. And uh, what I what I think people don't talk about enough is how we talk about directors for movies all the time. Oh, this movie is so well directed. Oh, all these plays. The direction is amazing. We should talk about the direction for albums too, because oh, how they're built. So yeah. How they're built. Are the song the order of the songs at the end? If there's a silence, how long is it between the song? 
so important for enjoying an album. It's so important and it's understated. And that album does it well. Okay, the next one is um, a, a song called See You Again. I mean, this, this is the, probably the most accessible song of the album. I felt, I don't know if it was the big hit. To me, it was very accessible. Um, uh, it's, I love, I, I, I should have taken the notes of the guest singers. I didn't take any. Maybe you have it in front of you. Uh, Kali Uchis. So I have your face on one side of my screen and I have my notes on the other. So you'll have to help me with this if you don't yeah. mind. Uh, I love her, her part so much. She has a gorgeous oh, yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, their, their duo is, is, is great. Uh, one of my, when they sing together, the harmony is fantastic. Oh, Probably yes. one of the highlights of the album uh, uh, concerning uh, harmony and uh, just it's very pleasant. I, I wrote superb chorus, gorgeous voice. Um, there's a line that I really liked. Uh, called Wonder If You Look Both Ways When You Cross My Mind. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a lyric person, but this is a very nice line. I can appreciate that. Uh, clearly, it's a love song. Um, uh, it's uh, about a dream person that is impos- seems impossible to get um, and that it's only possible in, in his dreams. Um, uh, he really wants this to work clearly, but he doesn't seem to believe it's going to work. So it's bittersweet. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's very. It's, I think it's that one of the highlights of the album for sure. Nothing to add. I love this song. It is very nice. So the next one is called "Who That Boy." <laughs> um, okay, let me read this. I have a couple of lines here. So I wrote it's a quite aggressive song. Uh, it's very heavy. Uh, again, very, it's, it's, we're back at his more heavy rapping style. It's very different from the previous song. Um, it hits you. Uh, and it seems to be critical of other uh, musicians, uh, mostly about, uh, he says like how he's an artist, um, like they're not. So it, it seems like he's crit- criticizing how maybe they're superficial while he's not, something like that. Um, he talked about their flashing teeth and, 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 and teeth and stuff like that. Kind of, I feel like he's par- uh, doing a bit of a parody of these up, up and coming rappers, uh, like, like the one we talked uh, two or three weeks ago um uh, we, we know we have a song uh, 69 something maybe i i don't know this culture at all but i feel like he was making fun of these guys um so that's basically what i got from this song yeah yeah it's a, it's a banger it's it's one you 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 listen to on loud when it's nighttime and you ride fast in your car i love i love yeah. his chemistry together with asap rocky i love the two together um yeah but not not much water at it to add so the next one is called Pothole. Uh, I didn't know what that meant. I had to look it up. Uh, we call them uh, we call them chicken nests in French. Just so you know. Chicken nests. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, so I have a lot of notes for this one. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go through them. I, maybe it's not in the right order. I don't know. We'll see. I said you have. To, it's a song about being careful who you surround yourself with. Um, uh, I feel like he was probably let down by some people because he's admitting that his mom was right when she told him to be careful. So I feel there's a song about regretting hanging out with some people that let him down, which is something that comes again in the album, like songs about being lonely and stuff like that. Um, uh, he also say that even if he's rich, he can still take care of his real friends, I think. It's something that I felt like um, uh, when he says, like, I got power for both of us to jumpstart your car. It's like, it's, I want real friends. And if you're a real friend, I'll be there for you. It's kind of what I got there. Um, I think it's a groovy song. Uh, it, it grooves. Uh, I like the use of keyboard that is really reminiscent of old funk, which is a genre I love, like 70s funk. I think he uses it, he uses the sounds uh, in an interesting way. Uh, and also the, the use of bass keyboards. That is something that we had in Igor too, like very low gritty basing keyboard that is it's it's deep in the background you have to you have to pay attention to get it um again i'm I'm, i listened to the album three times but mostly i listened to the music and just the whole thing of it the lyrics it's it's more uh it's more i know less about i hope i'm not saying stupid stuff but uh, yeah the bass keyboard i always love when he does it and he does it on that song i thought the chorus was very annoying though i hated it uh, when he just competed, competed in pothole. Uh, I don't remember how they say it, but like yeah, it's. You know who that is? The one who. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a meme, right? The guy is a meme. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think his voice is the issue. I just think it's it's just annoying to. I don't like when he repeats stuff nonstop, and God knows he does it a lot on this album. So, uh, and that one was the worst. I think worst offender was this song. It's just it's sad because I thought the the verses were good, the chorus, at the beginning is okay. Uh, uh, I thought he maybe uh, 
Jaden um, is lacking a bit of a passion in his voice. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what makes a good rapper and a bad rapper, but I felt it was a bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't like his rapping either. Uh, I what else there? Right, it's hard to make friends. He really wants a stable life, but some with someone, but he's going too fast. That's how I wrote it. Um, like he's in his fast cars, everything. He's going too fast, and uh, but uh, hopefully you get it. And I also wrote that I loved the instrumental outro of the song. So that's that. Um, right. The next, oh yeah, do you have something to say? Nope, nothing. Do you, to do you, is that a song you like? Is that a? I like I like it, but I don't like it as much as I like my favorites on the album. So what what about the uh, when he repeats pothole? Is that something that's annoys you too, or like? Uh, I think. Uh, this is one of the songs where I I have the least issue with uh, Jaden Smith. Okay. Oh, I don't think I, I have an issue a- at all here, but I don't know if if there were. I'm not sure that there wouldn't be a better. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think anybody would that. have sang it if, if it was saying the same word with anybody else. I would still find it annoying a bit. Um, okay, so the next song, the next song is called Garden Shed. It's one of my favorites. I liked it a lot. I said the instrument, the instrumentation is A plus. It's a, I love the mood uh, it sets, and that's oh, yeah. something I love about this musician. And that's I think what makes him different than uh, uh, rappers I don't like is that he's, he's setting a mood with the music. It's not only his voice, it's not only drums, it's not only bass. He installs something before rapping on it, and I thought this one was very successful. This song is very successful at installing a mood that I really got into. Uh, it's a song about letting everyone a chance. It's very R and B sounding. Uh, even like a bit old school, even I feel like even like there was something mm-hmm. about the 80s, mm-hmm. 70s, even like Motown. The woman who she sings, yeah, she has a very Motown voice. Do you know what I mean by Motown? I think the real classic R&B, and it's cool to get that back because I think modern R&B sucks. But this one, she had a she had, her style was very classical Motown, which I like. Um, uh, so I said um, he talks about like being in, in, in the garden shed doing things that he really enjoyed there but he couldn't get it out of it so that's why that's like that's probably where he says that um, he experienced true love in the garden shed but he cannot get things out of it so I know why you, you would say that it potentially not necessarily but it could mean that he is uh, still in the closet yeah yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, that you should, yeah yeah that's what I yeah that's what I got for this song yeah also like he um i think this is this is uh one thing that that bothers me about this album because i feel like he's he's coming out but he's not really he hasn't come out in this album in my opinion and i'm i don't know it doesn't matter if he's gay or not it just uh lyric wise um he's where he says like truth is since uh uh, since a youth kid um, thought it was a face yeah. thought it'd be yeah, like yeah. frank poof gone but it's still going on yeah what what are yeah. you talking about? I, maybe he's talking. Maybe he's a bisexual. Maybe he's he's homosexual. I don't I don't mind. Never maybe he's talking never about. Was... Maybe he's talking about uh, uh, his face uh, for Transformers. Like he was really into Transformers for a while. I thought he was a face, but he's still a fan of Transformers. Maybe that's maybe. it. I'm maybe joking. that's it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so, um, yeah, I like I like that song a lot too. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the highlights for me too. Yeah. Um, the next one is called Boredom. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time is called the Boredoms, but uh, it's not it's not one of their songs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you should look it up. It's a Japanese band, by the way. Uh, oh, experimental, nice. um, awesome band, awesome band. Anyway, uh, so I'll, I'll again I'll read what I have here. Uh, it says like when you have fun, time flies, but like clearly he doesn't have fun right now. So I guess time is really long. <laughs> that's, that's what I wrote. Um, so it's it's uh, it has too much time to do. It's like oh you got you gotta use your time to have fun, whatever. But like. He clearly has a lot of time but he doesn't want to do anything not even eat properly right that's that's the part yeah. we, that i thought was interesting um uh, nobody's calling home to ask like how is it going the friends are leaving him alone um again i like how you use old uh old sounding uh old sounds like this one has a kind of a gospel vibe sometimes which i think it's cool uh, again the signature synth is back uh, that i always like uh, and I thought it's interesting to listen to this song right now as I am a man living alone during quarantine. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. And he said that um, something that really connected with me is uh, when he said, like, I um, I don't have the exact lines, but he says something about, like, how he could order anything for to eat because mm-hmm. uh, he can afford it. But uh, he hates eating a solo. And it's funny because I, I was telling my girlfriend how, like, 
uh, whenever she comes over, like I, I cook for her like an, uh, as much as I can, like the nicest dish I can, but I don't eat well for myself. Like I, I don't feel like cooking and I'm motivated to cook for myself. So I cook like basic stuff, flavorless stuff. And she's like, why don't you all, you cook so well. Why do you always cook? And I'm like, I, I hate cooking, like <laughs> eating well alone. Right. Yeah. It sucks. So I felt like he's, he, we clearly share that him and me. So um, <laughs> I connected on, on that front for him. Uh, I don't have much um, notes on uh, the, the music, uh, but yeah, that's all I have for that song. Same here. Nothing more. Okay, the next one is called I Ain't Got Time. Uh, so I, the first thing I noted was the golf keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I really like the synth intro. Yeah. Uh, as usually, I love its instrumentation. And this song is one of the best instrument-wise also. Oh, yes. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure I fully get what he's talking about, but I think he's saying that he ain't got time for like annoying and leeching people. Yeah, uh, uh, he's he's he's, uh, he's talking about being influencing influencing influence. Somebody influencing. Mm-hmm, I mean, I spoke mm-hmm. so much English today. I think my English is falling apart. No uh, he's getting contracts. He's managing stuff. He's too busy for personality less and profiting people. Um, so I also love the outro. That's what I have. Yeah, not not much sure. It's 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 uh, another big banger, and uh, yeah, I love it's the song. Too, it's a bit too aggressive for me. I think the rapping. Uh, I and it's not it's not one I put this because I put stars next to songs that I like. I need to. This is one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. But uh, music I did the vocals. Uh, mm, not not the biggest fan. <laughs> All right. So the next one is another of my favorites. It's nine one one, Mister Lonely. Uh, uh, yep. So uh, I I noted that at this point of the album, I was getting a bit tired of him repeating short sentences. <laughs> was something I was getting sick of. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I think it's overdone in the album. It can be impactful if you do it sometimes, but I feel he went a bit overboard with it. I also have to say shout out. He calls out Celine Dion in the song, and she's from Quebec, so she's our she's our most famous Quebec musician ever. So shout out. Um, uh, what I have here, uh, he's asking people to reach out to him. Uh, even though he called okay so that okay that's something okay that's interesting in previous song he calls a lot of people fake assholes superficial whatever but now he says like please call me because i'm I, like i want friends whatever so i was like maybe that's not the best way to make friends you know by insulting half the, the population or something <laughs> so but like maybe you should work on on better way to uh, talk about people uh what i loved about the song is the transition it's a two-parter and um and i love how it transitioned mm. to the next oh, yeah. part um, I, it's something that I, I have a hard time doing for my own music. It's something I strive to be able to do because when it's done well, it's very refreshing. It makes yes, the, it the sound, the song so much more interesting. And I think it does it well. And that's why it sits in one of my favorites. Uh, and that part is, there's a part that I, I liked when he said, like, the loudest attention seeker people are usually the most lonely people. And I guess he's talking about himself. That's why. And then I said, oh, maybe that's why he's insulting everyone and he's complaining about people being fake and whatever. Is it then that's maybe that's what he's trying to explain there. Maybe he, he knew what I thought was going to come to people's head and he's answering about it now, which will be very like smart. Um, and that's what that's the song where he says, I know you're sick of me talking about cars. Like, yeah. And I wrote, yes, I am. Um, and, uh, but, and he says like, uh, but that's all uh, he has to fill his void in his life. Um, and I, I thought the last the last couple of lines were probably the most powerful of the album when he said like uh, just tell me how I'm doing and I won't have to call nine one one. So basically like he's he's on the he's on the verge. All he wants is somebody care about him, basically. So yeah, exactly. I think I think this these couple of lines were pretty good. You have something for me? Uh yeah, a great song. I also love the transition. I like the second part a lot more than I like the first one. I would um, say the same. Also, yeah, it's like uh, what he says about about himself. It's very honest. If you know him, he is such a loud person. Like mm. he is really you can you can picture when you see him in videos. You know that his teachers must have had a hard time with him. Like he's <laughs> super super energized and uh, uh, hyperactive. So 
it makes total sense that he says the loudest one in the room. Uh, they say the loudest in the room is weak. That's what they assume, but I disagree. I say the loudest in the room is probably the lo- loneliest one in the room. And, and right. then he even says that's me in, in brackets. Yeah. So. All right. So the next one is called Dropping Seeds. Uh, I feel like maybe my understanding of English or um, I'm not smart enough or I don't know, but I didn't get what the seeds were. He's dropping a lot of them to a lot of places, clearly. Uh, I guess it's, again, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's related to the garden idea of the album and the blooming of flowers and everything. Um, I mean, Lil Wayne is, is a meme uh, in itself. Uh, I mean, I hate his looks but i thought his rapping was like it's like okay I, I don't know i, I didn't have a, i really don't have a hot take on this song it's uh, it's forgettable for me i hate lil wayne i i really i hate lil wayne so much that i can't listen to songs where he's on so i have nothing to say about that song because really it it, it ruins him, him for me to be honest yeah, I mean, it's, it's, his rapping is kind of ridiculous in a way, uh, as much as his looks are. I, just don't, yeah. I, I don't want to mock him, but it really, I hate him. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't like artists. That's the thing, right? Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Um, the next song is called November, and it's a song about, I feel like he's paranoiac. He's pi- I have a lot of uh, paranoia about people working against him, him failing professionally, him uh, not getting success anymore, him lacking creativity in the future and that's the most the part i like the most for sure when he says that maybe i didn't understand well i don't have the lines but i i I understood that he was afraid of not being able to be as creative in the future and just failing in his career something that a lot of artists go through so that's for sure uh there's a part i like in the song where it's like a bunch of people talking about their own last Mm -hmm. november Mm -hmm. uh i thought it was cool i mean i didn't get what they were saying but from what I, I, w- I was getting parts um, and, 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 I, and when I was reading, it was like, it seems like it's just people recollecting their last November. I think it's cool for people to just do that. And um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a fine song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I, I like this song a lot. I like um, the idea behind it uh, to say, I think November here is seen as your, your moment when you say that you were happy uh, last time. Mm. So yeah. that's my November and uh i I like that i like the it's just a very creative idea to put other people in there to make the idea stronger um also i like the transition to the next song in the end where he's where he says i wrote a song about you i want your opinion blah 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 blah. and and then he calls the person here we have the phone again Mm -hmm. um uh, and then no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after yeah, the tone. So, so I, I wrote, it's it's a call back to the 911 song. It's a call back to that. And also, um, it's uh, um, it's um, it leads to the next song. Right. Uh, Glitter. Uh, it's another love song. Um, I felt it was in this theme, was very similar to the other one that I forgot, the See You Again or something like that. Is that the name of the song? Yes, yeah, See You Again. Uh, yeah. very similar song in his theme he's, he wants to tell somebody that he's in love with him or her uh, again a relationship that seems impossible um, it's a very soothing song uh, very soothing, very calm uh, That I didn't write much about this one that's all I have yeah um, it's um, I think it's, it's a beautiful slimy glittery love song that really mm-hmm. you know shows how, how you when you deeply in love and it's it's almost disgusting that um and it's uh and that's what it is and he um yeah and then in the end uh when when he after he finishes this song which he is apparently singing on a recording message uh we hear we didn't get your message either because you Mm -hmm. were not speaking or because of a bad connection and you just Mm -hmm. hear him go fuck (laughs) so um i like that part uh yeah but that that's that was glitter yeah, and uh, then there's the Enjoy Right Now Today. Uh, another one of my favorites, as you probably guessed. It's an instrumental song. I think it's an awesome outro to the album. Very different. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's in major keys. It's very jolly. Um, uh, it's a nice transition from the previous song. I, th- I think it closes the whole thing pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love his instrumentation, as I said already 10 times. So an instrumental song. Of course i like it and i did so yeah that's uh that's a floorboard for you all right uh i have nothing to say about enjoy right now today i don't really like it but 
You don't? I'm curious. Nah, I, 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 it doesn't do anything for me. But oh, okay. um, nevertheless, I obviously I love the album, but I'm very curious to hear your overall verdict. Um, as it's often the case in hip hop, sadly, I have a hard time listening to whole album because mm -hmm. I feel it's so repetitive. Uh, there's songs don't sound the same, but because it's always rapping or most of the time. It gets very dull for me after a while. Good thing is there's a, there's some other things going on here. Um, yeah, I thought maybe the not... variations might 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 do a difference, make a difference for you. What? I thought the um, variations might make a difference for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked the album. Um, I think I prefer Igor. I think I like it more. Thought so. Uh, um, but uh, I mean, some songs are highlights. Some songs I, I could listen again uh, for sure. I don't think if I would listen to the whole thing again, um, I think hip hop is very demanding on me. Um, yeah, uh, it's not a genre I like a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Just the highlights are very high, uh, but there's there's some things that uh, annoy me a bit, but nothing major. So I enjoyed the experience. So thank you for sharing it with me. Uh, Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, do you, which song would you call your favorite of the album? Uh, it's not easy for me. Um, it's it's either it's either a see you again or a nine one one Mr. Only. Um, but if I mean I think I'll go with see you again. It's probably the most basic choice I can get. Like it's probably the most boring choice I can give you. But I think I'll go with see you again. I, I it would it would be my choice as well. But I picked another one as a second choice, which is forward, which is then my favorite. All right, cool. So that was. Um, a lot of work wow <laughs> yeah it's like uh, really um uh, it was a lot of fun like the yeah um, oh yeah it was awesome write down all these albums i i loved and i'm sure we will do that at some point again yeah we should yeah we should but yeah i'm, I'm also i'm glad it's it's over <laughs> we, we've so, made it so, yeah so if you guys like this uh maybe if you have comments maybe we went too deep maybe we didn't go into deep enough um we'd love to hear your, your yeah, take we, on we it would. um yeah. if you guys have listened to these albums uh and you want to do your own analysis or just share a few lines with us, uh, you can do that easily by emailing us at putinbradverst at gmail.com, putinbradverst in one word. Uh, if you want us to read um, your uh, analysis or reviews, we'll do it. You know, we'll read it live and we will have a discussion about it. We would love to do that. And you can also reach us through the Anchor app by leaving us a voice message on our uh, Anchor page. Yes. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think we're done for today, for this week. Yeah. So uh, always a pleasure to talk to you always. and everybody at home. Take good care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.